Hey everybody, welcome back to Sprouting Joy, my podcast where we talk about scripture and everything that is spirit-filled and scripture-read. We're getting back into it this week. We're talking about how come you get a bad outcome even though you have good habits. Now, that might not make sense right off the bat, but let's talk about it. Have you ever been in a situation where you just feel like you've been doing everything you can and you've been putting forth your best foot and you still don't see the results that you want? I mean, come on, everybody's been in a situation like that and it's easy to feel like it's you, right? But I'm here to remind you that it's not you. Not everything is in your control. Sometimes we think that every single thing that we do will affect our life, right? Now, let me... Let me go a little deeper into that. We think that if we change our habits, if we, you know, be a better person, so to speak, that everything is going to be better, right? Wrong. Just because you try to be a better person, just because you do things better, uh, quote unquote, just because you live a better life doesn't mean things are going to get easier. And sometimes it's hard for us to wrap our brains around that. And living that way, thinking that way, it can lead us to almost perform for God. I recently heard that term on social media. Somebody was saying they learned to stop performing for God. And that made me really question everything that I do from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. Everything I do, I do it in a routine, right? I like to live my life in a very routine manner, routine style. And every time something falls out of that routine, I immediately am dismayed. Everything falls apart. I fall apart. I feel disheveled. I feel like nothing can go right anymore. And I just base it all off because something went outside of my normal. Something happened that wasn't included in my normal routine. And sometimes I feel like we get into a routine with God. We allow our relationship with him to just become a checklist, to become some boxes that we finish at the end of the day, just a note on our to-do list, something that we have to check off of our reminders list. Like we fall into a routine instead of having a relationship with him. Why does that tie into what my title for the show is today? Well, I'm here to tell you good news. It ties into what we're talking about today because sometimes we measure God's goodness by our circumstances and our circumstances are measured by our habits. So we feel like if we get better habits, if we do better, if we do this different, if we do that different, if we do everything that we can to become, you know, perfect pretty much, that things aren't going to happen to us, but that's just not true. Even the strongest, most faithful Christians go through bad things. And no matter what they do, it's going to happen inevitably because we live in a sinful world. We live in a world full of evil and malice and suffering. And we live in a world where the devil and his, you know, his henchmen, his demons are real and they're here to attack us in the spiritual. You know, the Bible tells us that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but we're wrestling with the spiritual. And it kind of goes over our head sometimes. Like the devil still operates in this world. I feel like sometimes we forget that just because we have God on our side, just because we have earned salvation, we think that bad things are going to just stop happening because he's going to protect us from it. No, that's not the case. Just because you have a relationship with God doesn't mean that bad things can happen to you. You're not immune. 
And it's not like you just got this inv- in- invisible shield around you protecting you 25-8. Obviously, God is going to take care of his children, but he's not going to stop bad things from happening to you. Now, why is that? Well, we learn the most when bad things happen. We grow the most when bad things happen. And obviously, that seems very counterintuitive, but it's not. And God knows that. And God knows that sometimes we have to we have to deal with difficult things, with bad outcomes so that we can grow in certain areas and be prepared for what's to come. I mean, think about it. If you had a child or if you've ever seen a child or you know how taking care of a child goes, if every single time uh, they did something, whether it was good or bad, they just got a positive response, how do you think they would grow up? They would probably grow up thinking they're invincible, right? They'd grow up thinking that nothing bad can happen to them because they're always protected. But think about a, a kid who isn't protected 25-8. Think about what if what if they fall, right? They fall, they scrape their knee, they're crying, it hurts. It's not a fun situation. It's a bad outcome, right? And the parent doesn't stop them from falling. They let them fall. Why? Because they learn from that experience. So next time when they're faced with the same experience, they're going to produce a different a different response. So sometimes we go about things in our lives and, you know, we're just doing same old, same old. And bam, if we get hit, we get knocked down, we get hurt, we scrape our knee. And we're like, God, God, protect me. Like, why didn't you stop this from happening to me? Like, please, God, please hear me out, hear me out. And nothing. He just lets it happen. Then you're like, okay, like, I don't understand why this happened. But you continue to move forward, right? Right. Then the next time you're faced with the same situation, you're not going to go about it with the same response. Let me let me give an example so I don't I don't get confusing here. Let's say that you read your Bible every day and then something happens, you lose your faith, right? lose your faith and 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 something happens to you and you're like wow like god really like how come you didn't protect me? Like how come you weren't there for me? Yada yada yada, right? Right. Okay. So you can go about it the same way you responded the last time, or you can, you know, continue to choose to have faith in God. So this time, let's say you have faith in God, you believe in him, you trust in him, and then that situation turns into something good. He comes through for you. He he takes that negative situation, and because you had faith, Later on, you see how he used it for your good, right? And I feel like in those moments, you kind of just like slap like face palm, right? You just like have a face palm moment like, oh my gosh, like why didn't I have faith earlier? Like you, you came through for me, you did this for me and like I'm here doubting you. Like how could I doubt you, God? You're so good to me. You're so good to me. I feel like we do that so often. We say we have faith and of yeah, like our faith is good when we're on we're on top of the mountain. And then all of a sudden we come tumbling down that mountain, we're all the way down, we're falling and we're like, God, oh my gosh, like where are you? Why aren't you here with me? Why aren't you protecting me? I need help. God please be like, why aren't you here? And then boom. 
He saves you. He stops you. He protects you. And in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a difficult situation, in the midst of something bad, he turns it for your good. An attack turned into a blessing. And then you're just like facepalm. Why? Why didn't I? Why did I doubt you? How could I doubt you? And rinse and repeat the situation. I feel like we do that so often. I mean, I'm speaking on my own terms here. I don't know about you, but I know about me. It happens to me all the time. I'll praise him on the mountain. I fall and I'm struggling to hold on to my faith. Why? It's because I haven't changed my response to the outcome. The outcome could change. It could be a different scenario. It's always going to be the same if my response doesn't change. And while I could have a good, so to speak, response, I could have good, so to speak, habits, reading my Bible every day, praying, going to church two times a week, doing the routine stuff. Am I really making a difference? Am I really being intentional with the way I approach it? Because I'm facing the same results. You notice the difference between a new Christian and a seasoned Christian is their response. A new Christian, they're all into the Bible, they're excited, they're going to church, they're serving, they're worshiping, they're listening to, you know, podcasts and devotionals and prayers all day, every day, right? They're super hyped. As soon as something happens, they fall. Think about a seasoned Christian. Does it change for them? No. Does it get any easier for them? No. Are they superheroes? Are they special? Are they different from us somehow just because they hit a certain threshold and how long they've had a relationship with Jesus? No. It's about their response. You could do everything right. You could have all of the money. You could have all of the cars. You could have all of the things in this world. You could have a relationship with God. You could you could have like 10,000 Bibles in your house. You could be the world's most famous preacher. But if your response does not change, your outcome will stay the same. Now, you could take a bad situation and look at it one of two ways. You could be like, man, this situation sucks. God isn't with me. He's never here with me. He always abandons me. Or you could take that same situation and say, God, I don't understand I don't know what's happening. This sucks. I'm upset. This hurts. It's not fun to deal with. But I am choosing to trust you despite what my emotions tell me, despite what I think, despite what I feel, despite what I hear. And I think that that is a more difficult choice than to flail our arms and surrender and say, God, I give up. God, I can't do this, and then wait for him to rescue us. And then once again, rinse and repeat the situation. I think it's easier for us to live in denial and to live in shallow faith, to live in shallow waters than to go deeper into Jesus and see what he really has in store for us. Now, I know I'm getting a little deep here, but I think it's really important that we we stay true and we and we get really raw with it because you know it's easy to sugarcoat this and say like yeah i you know i don't i don't deal with that i'm not that way like my faith is strong 
I'ma be the first to line up and tell you I have weak faith sometimes. My faith can be really shallow. My faith, I struggle with it sometimes. Sometimes it's easy for me to shut my eyes at night and not have spent a minute with God that day and I sleep just fine. And when something bad happens to me, I come running to God. But do I give up? No. I continue to move forward and I continue to ask God to strengthen me in those areas that I am weak. I ask him to search my heart and show me where I can be built up. And the way he builds me up is by tearing me down first. Oh boy. These past eight months, I asked him to change me, to make me new. And did he humble me? Yes, he did. I have been torn down, broken apart in every single way possible. I mean, down to like physical exhaustion, mental exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. I have been torn apart in every way, and the only way that I have been able to get through it is to continue to lean on God for support. Did my outcome change? No. But did my response change? Yeah. Eight months ago, I would not be giving the response I am today. Eight months ago, I would not be as humble as I am today. Eight months ago, I would not have the heart that I do today. Sometimes you're going to come across these situations where it feels quite near impossible to do the right thing, to give the correct response, to have faith, to believe, to keep moving forward, to trust. Sometimes it is going to take every ounce in your body every ounce of strength that you could possibly muster together to trust that God is going to get you even through that day it can take every single little bit of patience that you have left to deal with that person but just that act alone just that response alone having the courage to take a step forward and make a difference is going to change your response to the outcome. Your outcome may stay the same, but there are changes happening within you that cannot be replaced and they can't be reciprocated. Only in the valley do we get to know Jesus and our faith the most because you can praise him all day on the mountain. And I've said this before and I will say it again. You can praise on the mountain, but you learn true faith and worship in the valley. And that it, it like used to not make sense to me why Paul would say, you know, he delighted and he rejoiced in in hardship and misery when things are going bad he was happy about it he was like hallelujah lord jesus thank you for making me depressed like do you hear people saying that today no you don't hear people being walking around being like i am depressed don't talk like lord jesus made me depressed thank you jesus thank you for this anxiety i'm walking around with today thank you for making me awkward in social situations you do not hear people walking around like that because i think if you heard people walking around like that you would kind of question you'd be like now why are you why are you so excited why do you sound so happy to be struggling why do you like that doesn't make sense right 
that's exactly my take on when Paul was all up in the Bible talking about thank you Jesus rejoicing your misery rejoice when you're in your hardships be grateful that God is giving you difficult situations but I understand now because that's where you see your progress right it's like going to the gym and I say this all the time faith is a muscle but for those of you who like the gym, for those of you who like to work out, even if you don't, this is a it can it's a very easy analogy. You go to the gym, right? Say you do like an hour workout, whatever. Nothing crazy. It's easy that day, and you're like, okay, this is cool. I can do this again, and and you keep doing that consistently. Same routine, same workout. Nothing changes for a week, right? You're like, oh, I like the gym. This is easy. And then you have a friend who goes to the gym consistently and works out hard and they're very strict and they have a super clean eating, right? Like everything, right? They're just really on it. They're what you would consider a gym rat, right? So they're like, hey, let's go to the gym together. And you're like, yeah, I've been going for a week now. Like I'm kind of confident in like what I can do. So you show up to perform, right? You show up to stand at your trial, stand the test to work out and to work out these new muscles that you've built and well you get there and they start doing these crazy reps putting on all these weights on this bar and you're like wait I thought that bar was the weight and they were like no that just holds the weight and you're like oh and and they start running like an hour and a half on the treadmill and they're like all right now let's get into the real workout and you're like real workout and they're like yeah that's just the training and you leave there and your legs are all jelly and your arms are all weak and they walk out all nice calm and collected not even a single sweat broke out and you're straight drenching water out of your shirt wringing it out into a cup because that's how much you have left in there and and you're like I hate this. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I I don't understand what happened. And they're like, what's wrong? And you're like, that's, I've been going to the gym for a week now, but I never leave feeling like that. And it's like, yeah, because you don't progress. You've made no progress in the time that you've gone. You haven't changed a single thing from the moment you started to the point you're at now. You have made zero progress. You have built zero muscle. And that is the same thing with our spirit. Sometimes we're on the mountain for a little bit of a long season. God just decided to bless us with a good season. And he is just like blessings upon abundance and abundance and abundance of blessings right and you're just like man I could do this I'm on fire the zest and the zeal for God and you're just like woo 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 like this is the best thing I've ever done in my life thank you Jesus for allowing me to give my life to you like praise and of course you should give thanks in the good times that is exactly what we should do you should never take the good things in your life for granted of course God loves when you praise him in the good times but the second he takes you to the gym, the second he takes you to work out that faith, the second he puts you on that treadmill as a warm-up, then you start running out of breath, dry heaving all up on the floor. Can't can't last 15 minutes up in there because why? You don't work out your faith. And when you get there, you get out and you finally, you know, you overcome this this difficult moment in your life, this difficult season, and you're like, oof, like that was rough, right? But 
when you go hard like that, say like when you go hard at the gym like that, you learn some new things. You realize what your weaknesses are. You realize what your strengths are. And you realize what you have to work on. And so it's only in the gym, it's only in the valley where you can really truly understand where it is that you need to work on, what you need to strengthen, where God is trying to fortify you. Because God just, he doesn't just leave us vulnerable and out there for the enemy to attack us. He builds us up. He gives us armor to protect ourselves. But we have to fortify ourselves with that armor and take it. He has it there. The The Bible's open for us. And he's like, take it. Like here, this is what you got to do. A, B, C, and D. Put the helmet. Put the, the chest piece. Put the shoes. Put the sword. You know, put it all up on you and stay protected. But we we don't know how to do that because we, we you know, we haven't had an instance in which we've had to use it, where we've had to practice using it, where we've had to um, protect ourselves, right? So God has to allow us to go through difficult situations so that we can learn, oh, okay, this is what the sword does. This is what the chest piece is for. This is what the helmet is for. This is why God tells me to protect me. This is why God tells me to pray. This is why God tells me to surround myself with community. This is why God tells me to be vulnerable. This is why this is, you know? It's in the valley where you learn to utilize all the resources that God has given you. And obviously, it's not going to be easy. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of nights where you're on your knees, shaking and crying, weak, feeling vulnerable, down to like your bare bones, and just laying it all out for God. There are going to be nights where you are screaming at him, where you are angry, where you are upset, where all you want to do is give up, where you don't even want to wake up the next day. There are going to be days like that. There are going to be nights like that. There, there might even be months like that. But just because that is something that you go through doesn't mean that God has left you. It just means that there are things that you still have to work on. There are areas in your life where you are weak. And when those attacks hit you, they're hitting your weak spots. Because as soon as you start to build up your weaknesses and you turn them into strengths, the devil can't attack you there anymore. You're, those attacks that used to work on you when you were weak in those areas, they're not going to work like they used to. And so the devil's going to be like, oh, this don't work on them anymore. Like... I got to find something new. I got to strategize. I have to have a new plan of attack. And the thing is, he gets real crafty. The devil gets real crafty. He does not give up for anything. He does not give up because he knows that if he gives up, he loses. And obviously, the devil is prideful. He has a big old ego bigger than his head. And he's like, no, I'm not going to lose because supposedly somewhere in his own book and his own agenda, he thinks he's going to win. Right. But he's not. So he gets real crafty and he's like, this didn't work. All right, plan B. He don't rest. He don't sleep. He is too busy out here trying to tear you down. And in response to that, you can't just let him just let him attack you. You can't just be standing out there with the bullseye on your neck. You got to get down with God and work on those weak areas. And that's why you ask God to search your heart, to test you in the areas where you're weak and those tests aren't going to be easy. Those tests aren't going to be fun. It's not going to be like, oh, multiple choice. What do you think it is? A, your heart. B, 
your mind, see your soul, or do all of the above. No. He is going to allow attacks to come and trials to come intentionally into areas where you're struggling the most, where you're weak. And it might be something that you're trying to hide from people. It might be something that you haven't even given to God yet. And he's going to allow those areas to be exposed so that he can work on them. Because it's only when you allow God to work in those areas of your life that you're going to be fortified. Because you can't do this on your own. And the devil ain't going to stop attacking you there either. So you have one one of two options. Allow God to work in that area. Give it to him. Be vulnerable. Or just continue to fall in the same things. Continue to have the same response and get the same outcome. Because you haven't changed anything. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. I know we got a little down and dirty with it. But it's... It's something that we need to talk about. It's like a little a little refresher. Sometimes you just got to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. Not every episode is going to be like, oh, you know, uh, walk in your purpose. God has so many good things for you. Like, obviously, yes, he does. But we also need to remind ourselves that God is a righteous and just parent. And he is going to discipline his children as needed. And because of that, we have to remember that the discipline doesn't come from a place of bad intention or of abandonment or of absence, but it comes from a place of protection and of care and of love and of a desire to have better for us, a desire of abundance. So I just want to remind you all with that today, like even if things get difficult, even if you feel like God's left you, he's not left you. Get back in your word. Get back to really spending true time with him, true quality time with him and allow him to refine those areas of your heart where you're struggling the most. 